Okay. We are back with Shadow and Bones, bitches. It's just one. Shadow and Bone. Not Shadow and Bones. Oh my god, really? What? Yeah, Shadow and Bone. I'm just gonna check. Oh my god, now I'm blanking. No, it is Shadow and Bones. No, Shadow and Bone. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's because I wanted to say Shadow and Bones. Mmm, that makes sense. Because Ben Bones. Ben Bones. Ben Bones. Ben Bones. Hello and welcome to Rewatched Revisited. I am your host, Lou, and I'm here today with Laura. Hello! And I'm saying here today as if time has passed since the last episode you listened to. Time has not passed. I mean, technically, it has. It always... Anyway, it's 20 minutes after we recorded the last uh, episode about Shadow and Bones. Shadow and Bone. Oh my <laughs> God. And we're back here today to discuss more. <laughs> to get into... <laughs> further issues we have with the show although we like it very much you can like and criticize something at the same time multiple things are true um if you would like to support this show we have a patreon at patreon.com slash rewatch revisited we have a tumblr at tumblr.com slash rewatch revisited we have an instagram at instagram.com slash rewatch revisited instagram.com <laughs> it's an app but sorry or find us on the app <laughs> The apses. Um, yes, and today we're diving deeper into Shadow and Bone and um, some issues we have with it and maybe some solutions mm -hmm. we have for it. Maybe. Perhaps. If we get to it, you know. If we get to it. <laughs> um, I would like to apologize also. Right now, that last episode was a bit rambly. Um, the thing is, we have so much to say about Shadow and Bone that we tend to get off track so this episode we're trying to stay more on track which will last for exactly five minutes and then we'll forget about it uh i think you get the gist of the show yeah i have a piece of paper here which is going to save us so paper mm. will save us mm -hmm. um yeah so i think in the last episode 20 minutes ago <laughs> we, we yeah we talked about many many things and got very annoyed and that's good because i got think very agitated mm -hmm. and i think that's fine because honestly i've been like carrying this stuff in my head for a for weeks at at this point you know i at different i've been having dreams about shadow and bone i've been going to bed angry it's like so i think it's good you know to get it out as a system <laughs> um but anyway so i i have a I have a piece of paper um and on this piece <laughs> of paper i wrote down a few points um and the first one i don't know how long it's gonna take i hope not too long but i call it <laughs> fumbling the bag <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that you know what i, I have mean no though? clue oh well means. so okay well that's not great um so fumbling the bag basically Lol, so I fumbled the bag when I defined fumbling the bag because what fumbling the bag actually means, according to Urban Dictionary, is to make a really big mistake. And uh, that's not what I meant. I think what I meant goes more in the direction of letting the cat out of the bag, which is when you let a metaphorical cat out of the bag before the cat is supposed to be out of the bag. 
<laughs> I'm not sure actually. Um, I hope that clears things up. I doubt it will. Okay, enjoy the rest of the show. What do I mean by this? Many things that happen could be such a like plot twist, there could be so much tension, but there isn't because we already know the things that we were supposed to find out in that moment. Or So for example, um, there's this moment on the skiff in the fold at uh, episode eight mm-hmm. where the Darkling says, like Alina's like, oh no, you can't do this. You have to destroy the fold. And he says, why would we destroy the fold? It's the greatest weapon we've ever had. And that line is set up in a way where we're supposed to be like, what? He's planning to expand the fold. That's wild. Mm, mm-hmm. But Bagra already told us this two yeah. episodes earlier. Bagra was like, he wants to make it bigger. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that was like a big reveal. And then they like redo the big reveal two ep- or one or two episodes later. Mm. And that's what I mean where... They could just say less. <laughs> say less. <laughs> <laughs> they could say less. They could be more selective with how they present what information. Mm. And then they could just, we could be like, ooh. I understand that there's a difference between like reveals and exposition in this mm-hmm. case, because you know you, you need to know certain things yeah. to understand the world. But this is not what I mean. I mean, you know, this is like his big plan all along. Mm-hmm. Another one of those examples is just, um, what falls under that category is also something like that they do a lot with show versus tell. Mm-hmm. I feel like they tell us a lot of things. They do tell us a lot of things, yeah. And then they don't, but they don't back it up mm. with, you know, letting us feel it, letting us see it, letting mm-hmm. us empathize with the characters. Mm-hmm. I don't really get that from this show. Mm-hmm. An example I have of this also with Bagra. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm so like, I wrote in my notes justice for Bagra because I... <laughs> justice she, for Bagra. She's such an underutilized character in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, use Madame Hooch. Yeah, literally, <laughs> she's such a great actress, you know, whatever. But anyway, so uh, where she says the thing about him wanting to expand the fold. And then we also find out that she's his mom, mm-hmm. um, which is a big reveal. And they don't fumble the bag on that. Mm-hmm. But also, do we care? We don't really care. Mm. I think, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure if this is what you mean by fumbling the back, but I, I do think a lot of reveals fall flat. Yes. And that's... That is kind of what I mean, yeah. Yeah, like a, a, a bunch of reveals fall flat, like sometimes because you've been told something and then you see it and that you, they expect you to be shocked by seeing it, but you've already, you mm. know this because yeah. they said it. You've been prepped for it. Yeah. So it's Or because maybe a reveal is actually shocking to you. It's like, oh, uh, she says mom. And then it like it has no consequence. Like yeah. finding out um, that Bagra is the Darkling's mom is like, okay, that's weird. But also I think they wanted it to be, they wanted it to be a... Uh, I'm your father, Luke, (laughs) kind of moment of like, because, no, but but I'm I'm being serious. Like familial relations can be extremely um, important and can be like, what, you're my sibling? Or I mean, to um, refer to Willow, like Jade finding out that Scorpia is her sister is important Mm -hmm. and they do stuff with it and Mm -hmm. it changes the narrative, right? And I think that's what's lacking in Shadow and Bone. It doesn't change the narrative. It just tells you, hey, by the way, that's his mom and you're like okay cool yeah let's keep the plot going whereas in a better written story like for example in willow you have like 
Hey, by the way, you're sisters. Oh, okay, let's stop killing each other then. <laughs> yeah. And I think, well, I mean, with Bagrat, you know, she knows what the Darkling's plans are because she's his mom. Just a, qu- just a millennial. My mom knows nothing about my plans. I would <laughs> never tell my mom any of my evil they have, schemes. They have a different kind of relationship. Like, they've been parents. <laughs> he, he, he comes home. Mom, I want to take over the world again. <laughs> like, and I she's found, like, Ugh. It's like, I found the sun summoner and I'm going to make her my slave. And anyway. And she goes, I taught you better than this. It's like, yeah, no, let's not. Um, no, but... I mean, she has an impact on the plot in the sense that she sends Alina away, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, this is also what has to do with, like, show versus tell. Um, She says something about, like, oh, you've just been distracted by the Darkling and his talk of the future with him and his little tools, like the gloves that they make for her. Um, I can't distinctly say, like, a lot of times where he's been super distracting to Alina honestly no. like there's there are a few moments but they're not very they don't feel consequential because she has nothing to be distracted from mm-hmm. where that ties back to her not having any intrinsic character yeah. motivation it's like yes he does talk to her and you could make the point of yeah he does distract her from maybe uh, i don't know training or studying or something but it's not something consequential yeah. it's like no he, he he has a chat with her. He, he has flirts a few, with her. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but she wasn't doing anything anyway. Yeah. So they, it's fine. They have this super random scene where they go riding. They go riding together and mm. they go to this fountain and then they have like a chat. He Oh, and he gives her the biggest exposition oh dump. God, I didn't yeah. mention this in the previous episode about <laughs> exposition. But he, they, they go on a... <laughs> They go out, they ride together, they go to this little fountain and he's just like, this is the perfect spot to tell you about this. Totally unrelated, definitely not me, a hundred years ago, Darkling that created the fold. Anyway, want to go back? (laughs) And that's the whole conversation. I mean... And then you're supposed to be shocked when we find out that he is the Darkling, even though... He's the black heretic, you mean? Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Yeah, the black heretic. And you're like... (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty, you know, he was like, I'm going to take you to this random fountain tell and then she tells him the story also of the black heretic and then she's like did i get it right and he's like "Mm, not bad and then not bad just one more thing that i know because i was him yeah i was there (laughs) and like i think there is supposed to i don't know the the whole thing about the black heretic anyway it's not really been discussed that much they just had to mention that quickly to be like oh by the way he destroyed uh, he destroyed he opened he made created created (laughs) he opened the fold fold is now open for the general public (laughs) he created the fold and we do get that whole flashback scene in episode six or seven yeah but in a way where we could have had maybe a more it could have been more impactful to know that she's his mom is having bagra and the darkling go more head to head Mm. before Mm-hmm. in front of Alina so for example in in the books there is or the book there is um there are moments where he comes and he's like hey how's training going kind of and mm-hmm. she's just like fuck off like Bakra not Alina yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bakra is like fuck off we're training you're trying to distract her kind of thing and it's very you know he's very much like oh don't worry about it we're gonna get you the stag it's fine and she's like no you don't need the stag you need to train and there's that very clear Mm. tension between them Mm -hmm. and alina's kind of like this is strange (laughs) they have a weird relationship Uh, that's interesting does she um maybe we can cut this out later i'm just curious does bagra have any 
power, like any great power, because in the show it seems to me that he is greatly outpowering her, but they are essentially immortals, which is why they're both still alive. So from what I understand, how the more powerful Agrisha is, the longer they live. Mm. And I think that Bagra is very powerful. Mm. She is ancient, mm. but he is more powerful. And I think that's it. Like she, and it's not that she would fight him because I don't think this comes across as much in the show, but in the book, she actually loves him mm -hmm. and she wants him to go beyond redemption, uh, not go beyond redemption. <laughs> <laughs> she wants him to really go to the dark side and never come back. Like she, <laughs> she wants him to not do that. Go to the underworld and <laughs> yeah. stay there. She wants to actually like yeah. save him somehow in yeah, this twisted way. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, women saving men, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's this very toxic love that they have as mm -hmm. well. Um, and I think that had any of this been shown beforehand, any of this tension, any of the Darkling actively keeping her away from trying to find her power, I think that would maybe work better with with that scene where she's like, oh, you're such a foolish girl. Uh, you've, you know, he's been distracting you and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, she just made out with him a lot, um, but... Bag I don't think Bagra fully knows like I in the book she's very aware of it because this is again going on for months and months mm -hmm. in the show we only ever get a few scenes and mm -hmm. so any of these reveals I don't think they they yeah I don't think they really work because we haven't had time to like they don't feel earned yeah yeah they mm -hmm. don't feel earned mm -hmm. and we haven't had time to feel them to feel mm -hmm. the build up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's super annoying that's basically that's point one on my skeleton on my piece of paper <laughs> on your skeleton it's giving skeleton yes <laughs> no that is something i wanted to talk about is the way i again how how everything is smooshed together and that creates these kind of situations mm -hmm. where like i feel like even though it's smushed they could have done it maybe more carefully or something mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. but uh, yeah it's just it's like they they're falling over themselves to just kind of get the show together. Mm -hmm. Not really thinking about the, of not like the whole whole arc, but like all the little arcs that happen in between mm -hmm. with Bagra, for example, or even Genya, who is also underutilized. Yeah. But yeah. And I think, but I, I've been told I have a very, ext very extreme opinions about this, but like, I'm very much of the opinion, if you're not going to utilize a character or if a character is not, significant enough to have a have an impact on the story mm -hmm. just kind of leave that character away yeah. like i know it's an adaptation from the book and i know a lot of people probably loved jenya and i also loved jenny in the show like even though she's underutilized she is still badass yeah but like maybe jenny is a bad example but there's so many little like zoya for example mm. zoya doesn't need to be a character in the show i'm very sorry like she does in season two probably but in season one zoya really you could just mash her with other characters and make make them like background npcs and some information that zoya delivers can be through jenny or something yeah like i i also feel like um shadow and burn really struggles from having too many not only plot points, but 
specifically too many characters that they want the audience to like like you can mm. tell they want you to like Zoya and they want you to like Jenya and they want you to like the Darkling obviously and Alina but also they want you to like all the crows they also want you to like Nina they maybe want you to dislike um, Matthias <laughs> <laughs> but they want you to know all of these characters yeah. and because they are they don't compromise on okay maybe let's maybe cut two or three characters mm -hmm. and give others more space yes they should they could I, th i know they already did that they cut some of the crows um like side characters they probably also cut some of the um shadow and bone side characters but they could have done it more mm -hmm. they could have could have really like had a smaller cast essentially but yeah. also i i think i'm very biased in this i'm a big fan of small cast um ensembles no i think i think that they could have benefited from that a lot because they're not gaining anything in my opinion from from having all these different characters yeah especially like nina and matthias why are they there look i love nina zenik as yes. a character and i love I, i forget the actress's name um but she plays nina brilliantly and in season two she's carrying most of the show <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so this is this is not me being like Ugh, I don't care about these characters. No, I do care about those characters, but for the plot they are really distracting. Yeah. And Nina and Matthias don't need to be in season one of Shadow and Bone. I'm sorry, they really don't. Cut, like use this screen time that they are not there for more <laughs> world building. Like let the rest of them breathe. I think that mm -hmm. this is all. It's oh, yeah. so. Yeah. I it, like honestly when I was watching it again I was like oh there's so much that could have been there but then they cut away or mm. stuff like that because we have to get to the next scene yeah. and it's yeah it's super annoying i think let them breathe is a very yeah let it breathe let it let it breathe a little it's, it's like a good wine yeah. a scene can't don't rush every scene yeah like i understand like sometimes especially with the crows it's like fast pace and da da mm -hmm. da and, and that works that works yes But then it cuts to the little palace again and you're like oh, oh now we're here again yeah. okay mm -hmm. that's another thing like we have to like my brain was working hard at settling in to different scenes very quickly but mm -hmm. i didn't really get a chance because i was i was very you know you're sort of thrown in somewhere and then you're like oh we're here again oh we're here again oh we're here again and it's just it doesn't work for me no um but let's talk about the crows um and it's specifically how they're brought into the shadow and bone plot do you think it works <laughs> okay so maybe for, for people who don't know we said it in the last episode but i don't know if you listened to the last episode so shadow and bone and six of crows are two different books yeah uh, book series actually uh, and the show shadow and bone like merged them in one show yes. um they still ha had a different um tone and almost genre in the show itself um but they combine it nonetheless <laughs> <clears throat> do i think it works <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was gonna ask you like t five or ten minutes ago. Like, do we do we want to address the elephant in the room? Do we want to talk about these two shows? Being, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I think that's yeah. We need to talk about that now because that's the elephant in the room that yeah. uh, that we avoided the whole of the last episode. I think the whole of the last episode we've been talking about mm, it's squashed together, and these are all the problems that come from it. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about the, the squashing, the, the thing that is doing the squashing. Yeah, yeah. Which is combining these two show, these two series in one. Okay, do I think it works? No, but do I think it could work? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I, and I also don't think nothing works. I, I think it would be 
absolutely wrong and also very rude to say this doesn't work at all. And I see the allure because it's both in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it's done, like, I think it work, It doesn't work enough for me to say it's not convincing. Yeah. But it's still, I can, I can see the potential for it to be able to work yeah. had it been done with more time like sorry just just on a meta this seems to me like the writer's room was rushed yeah and with the strikes right now i i think that might be just like general knowledge Mm. but this seems to me like a bunch of people having to write something as fast as possible yeah no i agree especially yes they use a lot of the it shows in the dialogue as well Mm -hmm. where i do feel like they had a lot more fun with the crows where they had a a lot more witty character uh, witty dialogue i mean yeah um, and then with crispy character, <laughs> uh, crispy lines, crisp, crisp not crispy crispy. dialogue, crispy dialogue, <laughs> crunchy dialogue, <laughs> well flavored dialogue. Now, um, do you think it works? No, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no. And I agree with you that there, that it doesn't completely not work. Um, and I also agree that it feels rushed. Like it, you can sort of imagine a rushed writer's room in the like behind the scenes um i think because of how they didn't want to adapt they didn't want to change alina's arc and story um they couldn't really do that much with the crows Mm. and i think that's a big shame because what if i don't know they actually did abduct her and they were on the road together for a while trying mm-hmm. to get back to Ketadam but she escapes and we can get kind of get back to Darkling stuff mm-hmm. if we must mm-hmm. but um the, one of my favorite scenes actually from the show from season one was on the skiff episode eight where Inej and Zoya fight together like mm-hmm. side by side that's badass hot <laughs> like i wrote to Laura, like your gay is showing <laughs> i wrote in my notes like inej and zoya is that a thing that we could think about like <laughs> can we ship inej with everyone inej has sapphic energy with everyone inej is so sapphic everyone around her just gets gayer yeah yeah but oh. also genya also genya also though um sorry <laughs> this is another tangent i'm very sorry but inej is just great and um Amita Suman, who mm-hmm. plays her, is also great. Um, I'm not, I don't have like a crush on her at all. <laughs> um, she's fine, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> and I don't, uh, anyway, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So, uh, also, episode eight, there's the scene after they've, te- like, they think they've defeated the Darkling. They're out of the fold, they're by this fire. And Amita, not Amita, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Inej, Inej says to Alina, she's like, wherever you go, my hand is yours. I mean, what? Even there's there's even like a quick shot on like Kaz where he like looks jealous. Like, I think they maybe, I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I know. Think, I don't know if, if this is the right moment to get on that tangent because you do have a structure for this episode. <laughs> I don't think the show is queer baiting, but it's also not not queer baiting expand <laughs> say more <laughs> the thing is no i i think look queer baiting is a very technical term that i kind of don't want to misuse so i don't want to call this here queer baiting but you have alina who 
and 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 that's I think my thing. I think it might not just be Alina on the script on the page. I think this is just Jesse May Lee mm. playing Alina, very queer. Mm-hmm. You have Nina Zenik, who is just like bisexual energy icon. Mm. You have Inesh, who is sapphic with everyone. Yeah. She's just the sapphic, the Sappho. She is Sappho herself. Sappho reincarnated. <laughs> and it's it's infuriating to me that nothing happens. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, I I I agree. I think this does tie into like combining the shows a little bit, but like we could have had if they're not going to follow the original material, mm. why not just be gay about be it? Be gay about it. You know, it would be so much more interesting. Plus, Jesse May Lee and Amita Suman have great chemistry. Like it's I mean, you yeah. know, Inej has great chemistry with every mm-hmm. well, Zafik chemistry every with everyone. Every person. Yes. Um why not do that? I have this like idea. Mm-hmm. It's very fan fictiony though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a fan fiction podcast. No, but like, you know, what if we yeah, we had them kidnap Alina and then she's with the crows for a while. You know, and Inej is there. <laughs> <laughs> and things happen. And, um, yes. You know, like, we have that whole dynamic of Inej thinking that Alina is a literal saint, which is a bit um, problematic, I guess you could say. But it's also kind of hot. Drop your AO3, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, okay. But I think this comes back to um, what we were talking about before we had this gay excursion um, <laughs> which is they already went off the, off the book right mm-hmm. or off of the books they combined six of crows with shadow and bone and still it seems like they're latching on to certain plot points having to happen in the show because yeah. they happened in shadow and bone yeah which is it feels very odd and you can feel that constraint in the show mm-hmm. so what you said before of like Oh yeah, they had the the crows in there, but somehow Alina couldn't be kidnapped because she needed to get on it on the skiff and be there to make the whole fall situation worse with the darkling. Yeah, like this this seemed to have been a thing that they planned from the beginning. Like you could tell, like this very last scene, this was probably the we have to get there somehow yeah. point in writing, which is good. Which I'm very glad if you have a end point in mind when you <laughs> write something, but also. Why would you stick to that particular plot point? Yeah. When you take the freedom to kind of um just mix and match yeah. books. It it doesn't make sense to me. And I think if they and that's why I'm like I'm not completely sure it would never work because I think like if they had taken this like liberty to be like we just take the characters from these two books in this universe that is very detailed, it has maps and everything. Mm-hmm. And just let the story unfold organically. Yeah. Yeah. But they kind of didn't. It's like they couldn't decide on what they really wanted to do. Mm. It feels like they were sort of torn, yeah, between feeling like they had to kind of, I guess, you know, it makes sense if you've got, I think Shadow and Bone does have a, like a pretty a wide readership and a strong uh, fandom and everything like that. So, you know, you don't necessarily want to break up the main ships, for example. You don't want to break up Mal and Alina or Kaz and Inesh, who, I know. I can't, no. I know, I know, I know. But, like, 
and also like <laughs> in the in the in the uh book i was also not pro mal and alina i wasn't pro um mal and the darkling uh, mal. <laughs> <laughs> mal and the darkling <laughs> sorry no um mal and no the darkling and i wasn't pro alina and anyone like i think she because the story is so like i don't know self-empowerment is mm-hmm. above all kind of thing um maybe it would have been fine had she just kind of been like okay and now i'm by myself mm-hmm. um it does kind of come back around in the books where she doesn't need mal but they choose each other and it's great whatever mm. um i think that the central point of the fold is still it can i think that can and should still be a central plot point mm-hmm. because so much like it has a lot of potential there's a whole west west rafka old rafka thing the king politics blah 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 mm-hmm. uh the different war zones and like uh Fjörde and shuhan from different air sides but maybe it didn't have to play out exactly like it was written in the book like maybe yeah. her finding the amplifiers her going to find basically become more powerful why couldn't she do that as part of the crows why couldn't she mm-hmm. do that with the help of them or despite of or like in fighting with mm-hmm. them or anything like that mm-hmm. which would have maybe made it more interesting i i do think by combining these shows a very interesting thing actually happens like it, by combining these books a very interesting thing happens to the show which is it kind of loses identity mm. which is ironic because they try to give each like the crows and alina such a stark contrast stark and i think off. Alina Starkov, sorry. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> they, they try to give them such a stark contrast and I think they succeed. Um, but that kind of then makes the whole show, Shadow and Bone, not really have an identity because mm. it doesn't have a feel to it. Because what I find interesting is I could see the Six of Crows show. I can feel the energy. And I can also feel the energy of a Shadow and Bone only show mm-hmm. i probably would watch six of crows but you know yeah yeah <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be for you but it would be its it w- own show and it would, it would be have its own show it would have an identity sort mm-hmm. of which is something it's lacking by combining these two things and also yeah being too kind of chicken to then make a new thing yeah they ca- they sort of i mean they don't cancel each other out but they don't complement each other the no. way that they're put together now mm-hmm. they don't like complement each other because I think that there are interesting parallels to be made, for example, between Kaz and the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Both very manipulative characters, both very, I mean, they both wear black, obviously, but like, you know, they have stories of similar backstories, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Trust issues. Yes. Everyone's a pawn, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there were some, there was like one moment where Jesper says to Kaz something like, oh, you're kind of like the Darkling, you know, mm-hmm. in some way. But had they it would have been interesting had they taken the time to show us those parallels which even like i feel like this is something that hasn't really happened behind the scenes or should have happened like just map out the characters mm-hmm. and like see okay how do they relate to each other yeah. i know i'm going off again but like where do we have foils and how can we pronounce this yeah. kaz and the darkling would be such amazing foils yes. and to have one be essentially an antagonist and one be a protagonist and like why do we root for one yeah and why do we dislike the other and but but how are they essentially the same would be so interesting yeah and then you could also again you could play so much with this with these opposites and mirror of each other 
Like, if you wanted them, you could have so many foils in Shadow mm-hmm. and Bone and Six of Crows. Yeah. Also, you could also yeah. have, you could have um, Inej as a foil for Elena, essentially, as someone who has always had to be in her power and learn to fend for herself and believe mm-hmm. in herself. Because, yes, they both have no one, but one is one is being protected and a, a Marie Sue type of character. And one is like, if I don't... Mm. Uh, if I'm not badass, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, also, I see a lot of parallels between Inej and um, Genya. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, the whole thing with Genya, uh, I don't know. Mm. She has such an interesting story and it's so glossed over. I don't, this is not part of this category, whatever yeah. like, <laughs> I'm talking about, but this is just another tangent. But yeah, I think... <laughs> I don't know who Jesper has a parallel to. I don't know if he has a parallel to anyone, but he's kind of the yeah. Joker, you know? <clears throat> he's like, he's just the fun, he's the the comical relief, that kind of thing, which honestly, I think they overutilize yeah. in this uh, in the way that they've put it together. I don't, I can't tell you exactly like percentage wise, but a lot of the Crow's storyline is Jesper doing Jespery things. Like he's going around, <laughs> he's gambling, he's having sex with the stable boy. He's um just doing he's just sort of being like his what's the word, like fun loving self in yeah. a sense in a sense. And you know, Kaz and Inez are then also doing things, but he I feel like the show was almost like, oh, this is getting a bit too like heavy. We need to like, hey, let's throw some Jasper in. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that doesn't. Let's give Jasper a goat. Yeah, let's give him a goat. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the goat thing was quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. But um, yeah. So he doesn't like super have a parallel in the like mm. Shadow and Bone story. No, but but, that, but that's exactly my point. I feel like if you want it, you could have every character foiled. But you would have to do a bit of work to make that work. Mm. You, you you would have to work on the characters for the whole for the whole thing to kind of like make mm. sense. But it is there. Yeah. It's it's just not one to one page to page to screen. Obviously, yeah. it needs a writer's room. <laughs> and I think that ties in with something that the show again kind of glosses over or rushes is the depth of characters. Mm. So mm-hmm. had we been given a chance to really get to know the characters properly then we would maybe see these parallels a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that a lot of things are sort of... Things happen not because the characters are well fleshed out. They happen because the plot has to happen. Yes. And that's super annoying. Yeah. It's like with, uh, yeah, like with uh, Kaz who lets Alina go, um, even though we've established pretty that, high that stakes. he would never. Yeah, yeah, he would never. That's not something he does. Um, but because of Inej, I guess he does. Like he does it for love, which also hasn't really been that well established. Mm-hmm. I don't think their motivation is strong enough in the show as to why they're going through all this trouble and crossing the fold. Oh, but I have that with with like almost every character, yeah. except Jenya. That's funny. Yeah, no, that's true. Their whole thing is they're supposed to go cross the fold and get. They don't even know what it is at this point. They think it's some device or someone pretending to be the Sun Summoner, but someone's offered them a lot of money. They're basically doing it for the money, which is fine. But the problem is we haven't really established Ketadam enough and like their whole backstory in order to understand 
that this money is like a really big deal. It's freedom for all of them. Yeah, and they say that. No, no, no. They say, I remember this scene because <laughs> like Kaz asks them like, what is one million Kruger to you? And then Inej is like, freedom. And you're like, there goes the character motivation. Yeah. And then Jesper is like, fun. For like six months. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're willing to almost die for fun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And for Kaz, it's also like he almost has more to lose than he has to gain at this mm. point because he's gambled so much with like the Crows Club and yeah. everything like that. And then he's he's pretty quickly, like he's pretty annoyed at Inej that she let Alina go, I guess. But also nothing's that nothing's as high stakes in this show. Like nothing feels as mm. bad mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. as as dire yeah. as it does in the, in the books. I mean, yeah. But um... That's something, that's just another thing I wanted to say. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's motiv- fair, that's Their fair. motivation is, for me, is just not strong enough because we haven't been, like, anchored in their world yet. Yeah. Which, again, these, all these things tied together. We haven't, we're not anchored in the world because the pacing is too fast and mm. doesn't make sense. Also because the exposition is not delivered well. It all kind of, kind of feels rushed. It's like they have too many characters. All of the things that we talk, every, everything we said above. <laughs> all of the above, it, it literally all ties into this. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually amazing. So how would we, I mean, we've sort of talked about it again before, mm. but like, how can we fix it? You know? How can we fix it? Because we are obviously more skilled than anyone in Hollywood will ever be. Um, we, I mean, <laughs> we don't have the external pressures of like yeah. Netflix being like, hey, give us a hit show or whatever. I don't know. And I give you three bucks in yeah. residuals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we, we're doing this, I mean, for free, but also in a chill way. I don't think we can compare ourselves to a writer's room is what I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um... And also, it's always easier to, like, if a show already exists, to then, like, rewrite it is much easier than to mm-hmm. come up with something. I think every author and writer and creator will agree. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, everything or, like, a specific a specific point? I think, in the well, in terms of, of, of how do we fix the squashing problem, I think? Don't, well, aside d- from the obvious. Aside from the obvious, <laughs> don't combine the six of, six of Crows and Shadow and Bone. Like, yeah. have them have their own show. Like, yeah. Can no, we okay. say that? <laughs> we can say that. And I think, let's say we have these constraints. Yeah, all and right. We, we have, have to, to combine, combine the shows. Combine the shows. I think one thing you could do is tell less of the first book. Mm. So, for example, only go up to the Winter Feet uh, fate. Mm-hmm. I kept. I've been saying winter feet this entire time. I just realized winter feet, <laughs> winter fate, winter fate, winter festivities. Yeah, which um, in context of like the book is about two thirds in. It's like the first big climax where she's like, yeah, it's like the big reveal, but mm-hmm. we've been lulled in at this point. Um, is to maybe yeah like spend more time with Alina in the little palace, getting manipulated, discovering her power, that world building, Mm -hmm. but then only have it go, the plot go up to that point where she doesn't, maybe we find out about the Darkling and Mm. his sinister plans, but we don't, she hasn't run away yet. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like they've, to even get to that point, like I think the Winter Fate is uh, episode five. Mm -hmm. So... Like, they've been rushing to that point. They ha- yeah. And we can, like, we're supposed to think this has been months and months. Mm. 
I think I'm, I'm, I would go back to that. Um, I think it was last episode where I proposed this first kill kind of opening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because I'm, I'm trying to to go through all of the things that we said. So we and a big one is with the opening and exposition. And um, I think pacing, you can really set a pace by opening a show and the way you open it. So I, I think I would open... Um, in the in this two-folded way, two-folded opening of you have Shadow and Bone and then you have Six of Crows and then the episode is basically over um, at the same point where episode one would be over. So, but like you have a very clear in the middle after the Shadow and Bone opening, you have two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just so that time is conveyed. And then I think um, I would agree with you up to which point... Um, it should go like we could we could set the endpoint at the winter fate, but I think structurally it would make a lot of sense if that would then also be the time where the crows and Alina first meet. Yes. That would be the culmination of these two storylines in one. Mm-hmm. That if that you kind of have that and that then is the finale. Yeah. That would also mean for me that I think the story with the stag, I would have Mal essentially discovered a stag also in that episode like in that f- final episode yeah. like mal discovers the stag the crows meet alina and i would cut nina and matthias oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i forgot to say that yeah get rid of them yeah they are not necessary and i think i would a bunch of inferni we meet by name that no one can remember <laughs> i would just like not give them names to make to to make it clear for the audience this is not someone you have to remember this is just for you to know what like um grisha look like this is an inferni this is a fabricator whatever you, yeah. you don't even need to know this you just need to know look at their fancy uniforms mm-hmm. they have different colors <laughs> i think stop giving so many people names oh, yeah. to to kind of not mm-hmm. have that and i think at this final point, I would also have then this, I would either have it there that Bagra is his mom mm-hmm. or not have this reveal at all. Yeah. I mean, we also have a moment that they brought in where there's like this flashback scene with the Darkling mm. when he's, we don't know when this is exactly, mm. but basically right before he. A long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. Um, where Land he creates the fold. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the fold for business um, <laughs> he creates the fold um personally i would leave leave that out yeah don't yeah don't give us the flashback episode. don't give us the flashback but give us more hearsay give us more stories give rumors. us rumors yes about the the black heretic yeah. about the darkling you know I think that um, in the books, the the Darkling has quite like a, a, a cult of personality in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that in the show Mm-mm. because we don't have we don't have the time. We, we don't, don't have, have the, time. the time. But I think that would also be fixed if we the end point would be essentially episode five. Mm-hmm. If we had that over eight episodes, then all this time that is now free would go into the pacing would be a bit slower yes. the scenes would have more air to breathe mm-hmm. and we could go into more depth about just who are these characters and like give them all like a motivation i think that i think that would be a big part of like yeah saving quote unquote saving the show would mm-hmm. be like okay but like let's really really sit down and find out who these characters are 
where are their foils why are they there why are they going on the quest mm -hmm. and if we can't come up with a reason why they would go Mm -hmm. cut them yeah then this character is not needed mm -hmm. and that might have to be cutting jesper from season one that might have to be that maybe but and then you find another comic relief or or the show is darker yeah i think that's a like a it's a whole thing that they maybe shied away from a bit as well yeah. is to go go to the dark place <laughs> <laughs> go darker yeah, go yeah, darker. yeah i mean also um literally the dark in the scenes where there is darkness like uh i find that it's, it's kind of a sh i feel like they could have worked with like horror elements here where they're mm -hmm. in the fold and you hear screaming and you see like flashes of someone being torn to bits but in the show it's actually there's just like this gray film over it mm -hmm. and you can see everything that's happening it's like not it's not that dark it's kind of a shame in my the opinion. thing is i don't mind us the viewers seeing everything that's happening i mind the characters seeing everything that's yeah. happening because i'm very happy if i can see <laughs> in mm. dark scenes yeah but i i don't want the characters to see everything so like give us less visibility yes yeah yeah <laughs> um and i also i mean on the one hand we can talk about how like because their motivation to leave to go get to go basically try and kidnap alina mm. I think is like yeah semi semi good um semi strong and yeah maybe if we established Ketadam better before mm. then sure yeah but also what if they're not actually there for Alina what if they're there on something like a different store like they have their own little yeah they have their own I mean adventure Sharon, Sharon, six of crows is essentially a heist quest yeah yeah have them ha have them have a heist at the fate and then basically run into Alina. Oh my god, that would work so much better. And you know why? <laughs> because that makes them not side characters. It makes them their own characters. Makes like them their own protagonists. That's yeah. They make their they are characters. But like <laughs> yeah, it makes them their own protagonists. <laughs> it makes them prota fuck. I can't say the word protagonists. Protagonists. Yes. Give them. Give them their own shit. I don't know. Like yeah, Shadow and Bone is a big uh, like. It has the side character problem of like the crows essentially become backup dancers. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, and they are very entertaining backup dancers. But nonetheless, they're fun. They're, yeah. fun. they're like the ones Beyonce has. They're like really good, and you like really like to watch them. But you're here for the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you still have to focus on Beyonce. Yeah, you look at Beyonce. But um, yeah, I think why don't hey Netflix like why don't you just do that <laughs> at Netflix first of all pay your writers and pay your actors yes <laughs> yeah no I, I I think that they could have I wonder I wonder if it was like a an impatience thing or or if it was that the showrunner or the you know, the creator Eric Heiser or something that he had this urgency to prove that the concept works somehow but then also completely failed to do that i don't know i wonder why why they didn't take more time you know mm -hmm. i don't i don't i mean i think i know it's because they needed to get to the end of book one but like why yeah why? i th i think that i think that's some structural bullshit in in producing and having mm -hmm. a tiny ass writer's room honestly i yeah. feel like that that's means beyond our that's true yeah I also I think I I think I could have imagined Zoya being a cool part of the team had she been used more. Yeah. Um 
People bar- barely remember Zoya from yeah, season one. From season one. Season two, she has a bigger role. I mean, in the book, she's also not that present. She's mm. like the main school ground antagonist. Mm. Why don't we have them just be like enemies for a while? And then lovers, maybe. Frenemies. That's actually a thing I forgot to mention in like making Shadow and Bone better. I would make it so gay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're making Sorry, it yeah. so gay. More gay. Yeah. Inej is queer. Mm. Elena is queer. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nina is there just to be queer. <laughs> I think Nina's queer, but Nina can come in in season two. Yeah, yeah Nina is queer in season two. Who else yeah. do we have? Well, I mean, Jasper is gay anyway. I mean, Jasper is. Jasper is bi, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. I. Jasper likes people. Jesper likes people. Yeah, he does. Kaz is... Asexual. Yeah. Let's give us some representation. Yeah. He's complicated, but yeah. (laughs) Kaz is complicated. (laughs) Sexuality, complicated. Like, everyone's gay, but Kaz is complicated. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... um, Yes, make it more gay. And I think that, yeah, had we... If we... I think, you know, maybe the gayness would have to come in in season two when even more even more but like with if we're saying oh let's have them meet at the end of season one essentially Mm. at the end of the winter fate or during that Mm. after this whole thing um you know and then they might be on the road together for a while or they might somehow collide (laughs) (laughs) again drop the ao3 bestie (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um in conclusion, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Quality over quantity. Yes. Let us breathe. Let it breathe. Let us breathe. Let us breathe. Let us get to know the characters. Let us fall into a scene. Let us leave. Let us leave the show thinking, I understand what's going on. Uh, make it more gay. Decide what you want to focus on. Choose your priorities. And then cut the rest. Cut the rest. And also put in some more foils character foils yeah makes it way more interesting it ties the two it ties the two stories together much better yes all right thank you so much for listening we have been recording for hours at this point um this is going to be fun editing but thank you so much for coming and uh ranting about shadow and bone with me i hope you didn't listen to this thinking that you know oh i haven't watched the show but i'm gonna listen to this podcast ahead of time because then we would have spoiled it actually honestly Go watch the show. I know we just ranted about it, but it's fun. <laughs> it is. I think you have to like just not. You have to take a few steps back, but then yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, and catch you in the next one. Mm-hmm.